Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I've mentioned before, once I think, that I'm going to make a change in the program, and that is something I have been uh, unwilling to do heretofore, and that is I'm going to explicitly begin including a few, just a sprinkling of Scripture verses in my program. Now, I have avoided that for years, but the problem is that by avoiding that, I have failed to provide the foundation upon which my beliefs are based, my convictions are rooted in. And so I think, in fact, it is doing a disservice to fail to mention such things. Well, this is April 1st, April 1st, otherwise known, popularly known as April Fool's Day, (laughs) April Fool's Day. Well, here I am in the United States of America, one of many exceedingly foolish nations to be very gentle, very diplomatic, overly so. Are there good and godly people in the United States of America? Yes. And in Canada and in Mexico and in Ireland and Britain and throughout Europe, on into Russia and around the globe, in every nation. Among every kindred and people and tribe and tongue, there are good and godly people. And among every kindred and tribe and people and nation and tongue, there are evil people bent on destroying the good. A paraphrase or at least it's lifted out of context from the Bible, is this. The evil hate the good and seek to destroy them. What a concept. The evil hate the good. (laughs) Remarkable. It's also stated that the evil shall be called good, and the good shall be called evil. Again, we're talking about people of very different, extreme different natures. This is not just about people being sinful and foolish and blind and ignorant and so forth. There are people that are absolutely hell-bent on destroying others. Destroying others because they're good, because they're kind, because they're merciful and gracious because they're innocent and harmless and helpless and what have you. Extraordinary. Oh, no, all people are basically good. That is a lie. That is a profound, profound lie. But here on April 1st, April Fool's Day, I couldn't help but think 
about the United States of America and all of the Western nations, all of the free nations at this point in time. And in fact, (laughs) for a number of decades now. But as it stands right now, wherever you are in the free world, so-called, or outside of the so-called free world, wouldn't it be nice if on April 2nd you were to awake and to find yourself in a righteous, godly, just nation? Wouldn't that be nice? If, if all of this was just a very, very, very bad dream or very bad joke, It would be funny if it weren't so terrible, monstrous, evil. This nightmare that the modern, contemporary, so-called free nations, former Christendom, have degenerated to, have degraded to, to be. Once upon a time, decades ago, there was a ruler, the ruler at that time of the then Soviet Union, the communist powerhouse Soviet Union, Nikita Khrushchev, and he famously or infamously, as you may prefer, repeatedly referred to the United States of America in very critical terms. (laughs) He referred to it repeatedly as being decadent, the decadent West, but particularly the United States of America. That America was decadent debased, degraded, what have you, decadent. It had fallen. It was corrupt. Now, (laughs) it was opined at that time that, of course, these statements by Nikita Khrushchev were just character assassination. Nothing could be further from the truth than to claim that the Western nations were decadent. Well, at that point in time, back in the 60s, the 1960s, yes, way back in the 20th century, (laughs) so-called, back in the 1960s, the United States of America was vastly superior to how it is now. Oh, I know that amongst the media elite, whether they are the former great networks or whether they are the new boys on the block and girls on the block, the powerhouse internet portals and what have you, or whether it is from experts 
in publishing. You know, the major publishing houses and all of those associated with that, or whether it is the movie industry, which also has morphed and changed dramatically. All of these things have, but those who are in leadership in all of them and throughout the political arena, including the judiciary, with them it is exceedingly popular to posit that America of the 1960s was a virtual dark ages compared to now. That as terrible as things are by their standards, today, they were ever so much worse back in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. But what they view as being terrible now is that the United States of America has not completely, utterly been destroyed. That constitutes it being terrible. The same, you could say, insanity reigns throughout the West. Every Western nation. So much so that the United States of America pales by comparison with how terrible things are in other Western nations. But only pales to a small degree, but nonetheless pales. There are a couple degrees of differentiation between Britain and Canada and Australia and the European Union and the United States of America. But no, we're not going to wake up on April 2nd and find, lo and behold, all of this unspeakable evil was just a nightmare. (laughs) No, we were dreaming a terrible dream. No, not so. There are those within Christian circles who insist, you know, on saying, God bless America. Then there are those within political circles that are not even, not even fair weather Christians, just fake, out and out fake, fraudulent people, but who for political purposes say, God bless America. Well, God has blessed America. God has blessed Canada and Britain. God has blessed Europe. But these who hold that America, among other nations, is the apple of God's eye, really need to reassess what that means. If the United States of America is the apple of God's eye, if is the operative word, but if it is, it is absolutely imperative that 
America be viewed with reference to the former apple of God's eye, Israel. And I do not mean modern Israel. I do not mean the modern state of Israel, even though I will get there. (laughs) I'm talking about Israel of old, even before it divided into two kingdoms. Israel, the apple of God's eye. Then it divided. And presumably, both kingdoms were the apple of God's eye, even though many would hold that only Judah and Benjamin were the apple of God's eye. But one brief scripture I will share. It's from the book of the prophet priest Jeremiah in the Old Testament, which... (laughs) During the days of the Lord Jesus Christ and during the days following his substitutionary death by crucifixion and his entombment and then his resurrection and his ascension into heaven 40 days after that. In those days, in the days following that, in the years following that, the Old Testament was the Bible. The Old Testament was the Holy Scriptures. Now, I've mentioned before about the terrible calendars we have and the terrible Ways of dating, and I do not mean (laughs) going on a date. Dating, aging people. That these things are so flawed. Our calendars are so flawed so that events and festivals and most important historical times don't line up. They just don't. But this coming weekend is being celebrated by Christians around the world as being Most of them will refer to it as Easter. They refer to Good Friday, (laughs) which name I always have trouble with. (laughs) Hard to view the crucifixion of Jesus as good, even though it was necessary, needful, requisite, good, in the sense that sinful people could be saved could inherit eternal life, but followed by Resurrection Sunday, Easter, it is referred to, like the false god, the goddess Ishtar, (laughs) 
which is pagan and heathen. But that is around the corner. A few days. But again, the timing of it. It is just completely in flux. It just is always varying like the sands of the seas. It just shifts and moves and is contradictory as can be. But what matters is the reality of what took place and what shall take place. But going back to the former apple of the eye of God Almighty. It says in the book of the prophet priest Jeremiah, in what is referenced as being the first chapter, Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof round about, and against all the cities of Judah. And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me, and have burned incense unto other gods and worshipped the works of their own hands. Now that is just a very, very small portion of Scripture regarding God's judgment of the people who were the apple of his eye. Oh, brother, that was the Jews. That is long ago. That is the Old Testament. That is passe. We don't even bother with the Old Testament. (laughs) That's sort of nonsense. But then there are churches, there are Christians who, yes, they pay lip service to the Old Testament. Then there are others who twist it and torque it and pervert it. Then there are others who actually sincerely study it and preach from it and so forth. But this false sense of security that the United States of America is supposedly the apple of God's eye and as such is safe from destruction, from destruction from monstrous evil regimes like the communist Chinese bloody regime and so forth, like the Islamist fascist-like regimes. But way back in the day, in the Old Testament, Not only was Judah, later known as Judea, not only was it and was Israel, the kingdom, separate kingdom of Israel, not only were they attacked and overthrown and destroyed 
and the people that were not slain were enslaved. Not only that, but God directed it. It was God's doing. By the hands of pagan, heathen peoples. Because of his rage and fury and wrath with the people of his choosing. Again, you know, myriad Christians, they just dismiss that as, well, that was long ago, far away. That was the Old Testament. We believe the New Testament. All old things are passed away and so on and so forth. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word is consistent and true. And the United States of America and Canada and Australia and New Zealand and Ireland and Britain and all of Europe and modern-day contemporary Israel are all, you could say, in the same boat. Engaged in promoting the same evils. The government regimes that rule and reign over the Western nations, the former Christendom, and then <laughs> then there's Israel, they are actively, aggressively promoting, causing, bringing about the utter, total demise of their nations. They're hell-bent on the destruction of their nations from within. And frankly, there is precious little further to go. The hour is very late, to put it another way. I've mentioned before that there is a coming worldwide regime. There has never been a successful seizing of the entire world by any regime. It has been attempted time and again. It has never succeeded yet. And yet is the operative word. Here we are in what is referred to as the 21st century. Which is rather ludicrous, but nonetheless, the 21st century. (laughs) But during this century, there will be events that have only been foreshadowed previously. 
If we look back to the 20th century, there is the generation referred to as the greatest generation. Not to say that there were not great people and great sacrifices and great feats that were wrought by People in the greatest generation, so-called. But there was also great evil done by others amongst that so-called generation, which again was actually multiple generations. But the focus there is on those who reached young adulthood and adulthood and so forth during, preceding, during World War II. Before I proceed further, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas. And this is, after all, is said and done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs, is thanks only to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is due solely to me. That is on me. That is my fault. I am to blame for my imperfections and my failures to adequately communicate what the Lord would have me do. (laughs) But the times that are coming are just a continuation of the times that have been before. But now we are in the ages not of computing, but of supercomputing. Mega, mega, mega computing. Right? Artificial intelligence. Here, there, and everywhere. Robotic vehicles that are driven Not by human beings, (laughs) but via all of this brilliant technology fashioned by human beings. These really, truly are the times that are Those of playing God. Many other titles can be ascribed to this generation, this multitude of generations, this period of time in human history. But the single most salient, most outstanding, most distinctive 
most deplorable, unspeakable feature is that of sinful at the best and utterly evil at the worst people playing God. Using technology, using supercomputing, artificial intelligence, using medical technology, pharmaceuticals, drugs, surgery, to commit all manner of unspeakable evils and to bring about the enslavement of all peoples. That is the end game. That is the objective. That is the goal. And its accomplishment is near. Here in the United States of America, among others, because, of course, this was worldwide pandemic. But here in the United States of America, notably, but throughout the free world, so-called. This coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic provided the vehicle, the means by which. These great champions of freedom, notably in the United States of America, the Democrat Party, provided the means by which they could and did seize powers they did not possess, nor had the constitutional right or authority to possess and to thereby abuse their positions and to engage in despotism and tyranny across this fruited plain. So, too, throughout the Western world. No such vehicle or means was necessary in the explicitly communist regimes, nor in the Islamo-fascist regimes, and that really is not the perfect title for them because Islam predated fascism. But how about (laughs) Islamo-totalitarian? It was a little more helpful, perhaps, in the Russian Federation and so forth, but where it really was employed, was manipulated to the maximum, was in the Western nations. All of these other great ideas that had been floated for so long, global climate change, Global warming, overpopulation, 
and so forth. AIDS. <laughs> All of these things had failed to enable the great world planners to accomplish their ends. But this purportedly accidental epidemic become pandemic has interestingly enough permitted these giant leaps forward if you will in enslaving the peoples of the free world. Not for a week or two, not for a month or two, not for six months or so, but until... No independent nations remain. That is the game plan. Oh, no. You just don't understand. Really? Well. A picture is supposedly worth a thousand words. This may not be viewed as a picture by whomever is listening, but... I will offer it up nonetheless. This symbolism. There is a company here in the United States of America that has a number of names under which it operates. Hallmark, Hallmark Channel, Crown Media, now Crown Media Family Networks. But Hallmark Channel, flagship of the television arm, media arm of Hallmark, also has Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and Hallmark Drama and Hallmark Movies Now, which is all online and what have you. But Hallmark has been, I'm just going to refer to Hallmark instead of Crown Media, which was public and then was reacquired by Hallmark and is privately held and therefore completely controlled (laughs) internally. So Hallmark does their own thing, you could say, in a terrible slang way. But by dint of being a major corporation, and that the definition of major corporation varies, but by dint of being, by reason of being a major corporation, they are... Very influenced, shall we say, (laughs) to to use a euphemism, very influenced 
by the federal government regime. And wherever they operate by state government regimes and so forth. With reference to matters of so-called discrimination. Oh, that terrible thing about discriminating. But Hallmark Channel has, Hallmark Company has distinguished itself down through the decades for certain things. I'm sure many professing Christians have identified with Hallmark as being Christian, even though it is not, has not been, and very pronouncedly is not. Indeed, I happened to uh, look at something, check on something I don't, two, two and a half years ago now with regard to submitting materials to Hallmark to be made into movies, screenplays, teleplays, scripts, whatever you want to call them. And it was very explicitly stated that they did not have use for religious or spiritual materials. As I've mentioned before, Hallmark really, if you really (laughs) examine it, what it has been notable for is really the formerly all-American morals and mores here in the United States of America back in the 60s, in the good old 60s, that were not ever explicitly stated as being Christian, but that drew upon Christianity for their foundation, but in which traditional morality was dominant to the extent that divorce was not only not encouraged, but was discouraged. In which adoption (laughs) was by couples, husbands and wives, who could not have children or who chose to take on the raising of another child in addition to their own. You look at the programming and you find zero explicit anything. (laughs) The couple, it's boy meets girl, girl meets boy, whatever, whichever way that goes. They have the meet cute. And by the end of the movie, they kiss and 
live happily ever after. That's the standard formula for the rom-coms. That's just the beginning and the end, leaving out everything else. But so too in their other programming, their TV series, their miniseries, and their TV movie series that they have branched into and what have you. But now they've made changes, not only from having their programming being overwhelmingly populated by Caucasian people, white people, so forth. But within a couple years' time, they've gone from that to heavily promoting mixed-race couples, specifically, overwhelmingly, black-white couples, usually black male white female, and in those cases, usually fair, blonde, blue-eyed white female. But heavily promoting this. You know, just the year before, they were having romances between blacks. There was next to nothing with regard to Hispanic, Latino people, they will get there, no doubt, but next to nothing. But they went from being almost exclusively white with an occasional sidekick that was of color, this way or that way, to having black couples, secondary couples, and then primary couples, romantic leads, And one year later, heavily promoting mixed race. What's that about? Is that evil? No. But what it is, it is akin to a gateway drug, for lack of a better way to put it. And it is being so heavily promoted everywhere, not just Hallmark. Hallmark is just... It is totally in sync with this out-of-control, perverse society. But it's promoted so heavily everywhere. Advertising, you will find mixed-race couples make up easily one-third of all couples shown. Easily one-third. It is unimaginably, grossly inaccurate, deliberately so, intended to persuade people, specifically young people, to indoctrinate, to propagandize, to modify behavior. But that still is the soft stuff. The heavy stuff, the heavy drugs that this is gateway drugs for, is the sodomite agenda, which Hallmark is heavily promoting. Have they made little forays here or there in the previous several years? Yes. They put up a trial balloon here, a trial balloon there. They have a lesbian daughter who really is, you know, like everybody else and so forth. 
But now they have very explicitly, aggressively begun promoting the sodomite agenda, which is multifaceted and utterly evil. But one of the facets of this is portraying male sodomites as being so romantic. They just are so sensitive and kind and helpful and romantic to the nines with regard to this woman and that woman and trying to fix up, you know, single women and feeling for them and all of this. Remarkable. Very remarkable and incredibly fraudulent. But Hallmark is right in the forefront of this. This is their new and improved identity. The legacy from Hallmark for all of the years before, has been corrupted, degraded, not just made decadent, but made depraved by what is currently being done, including in their Christmas rom-coms. So that programs are being produced that otherwise would be enjoyable programs, but that are defiled with this. But what is the reason? Is it just corporate greed? Is it just, oh, well, we can make more money by pandering to these, by demagoguing? Or is it something else? As I've mentioned before, there are a few reasons why movies are made why TV programs are made, why TV series are made, why books are published. There is front and center, first and foremost, the profit motive. There is secondarily the matter of we love this. We love this book. We love this script. We love this screenplay. This deserves to be published. This deserves to be produced. This deserves to be made into some wonderful theatrical treasure. And then there is a third reason. And this third reason is that it promotes a narrative, it promotes an agenda that is to our liking. And it's to our liking because it is evil. It promotes It promotes evil. And therefore, it's a worthy investment. It doesn't matter if it makes money. It doesn't matter if it loses boatloads of money because it is furthering the progress of this agenda. And we have deep-pocketed investors who will gladly put money in the till to promote these evils. I mentioned before about Joseph Pulitzer 
And he referred to, and I'm just going to (laughs) partially quote, he says, a cynical, mercenary, demagogic press will produce in time a people as base as itself. A cynical, mercenary, demagogic press. Well, the press is much, and I'm referring to the major media elites here, whether they are the former so-called great networks, the national networks, those powerhouses, or whether it happens to be internet portals or whatever. They are far worse than just cynical. Far worse than merely mercenary, merely doing anything that they do out of a profit motive. Demagogic, pandering, yes, but worse than that. They are dedicated to promoting evil. And Joseph Pulitzer, he was absolutely, completely unaware of that. But that's very, very typical. It's very typical for you and I to attribute behaviors as being due to motives that we can at least recognize. (laughs) But there are great numbers of people that are very different from us. Not just the serial murderers. Not just the kidnap, rapists, torture murderers. But these world planners, these conspirers, these schemers who are bent on destroying everything good. Why would they do such a thing? Well, in the Bible, it mentions Satan. The Lord Jesus said that he came only to steal, to murder, and to destroy. That he is the father of lies. And these, by the way, these world planners, these corporate CEOs, these captains of enterprise, they are of the same mindset. These robber barons of the internet, yes. But these days of indoctrination, via massive, massive propaganda. These days are actually winding down, in a manner of speaking. I mean, they're still off the, <laughs> off the charts, but they are winding down because they are reaching the conclusion they have lusted after for so long. And one day in the very near future, all of the Western nations will bow down to a worldwide regime. There shall be only one independent nation standing. 
tiny, decadent, corrupt Israel. It's unimaginable. It's impossible. (laughs) But God's word says so. So I don't have to figure out how it is possible that Israel could have the courage (laughs) to stand up to a worldwide regime while all of the powers bow down. It's going to take place in the very near future. But ultimately, Israel will fall. It will be taken over. It will not yield, but it will be destroyed. And then the Lord Jesus shall return. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you. Thank you.